right, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 171, take two. So, you might have noticed last week, I swear to God, like, we didn't get lazy and we just did not record a show. Like, we recorded a show. If we recorded a damn good show. I bitched about Xander Bogart not being traded, supposedly. So, hey, I know what happened. We lost We lost a damn good show. And it was, it was the weirdest thing. Not like anybody really gives a shit, but it was the weirdest thing because... There's just one segment. We didn't lose all the audio, but it would have been weird to like to like separate it and and try to mix it together because all of a sudden we would have been at the end of the show. It wouldn't make any sense. No, nope, all of a sudden in the middle of the show, the audio was just gone, but only for like a 15 minute span and then it came back. That's weird. I've never seen it before. It was weird. So we lost last last week's show. Hopefully you're listening. Whatever. To this. Hopefully, ho- hopefully this is the thing. Hopefully it's fixed because it didn't happen. I recorded another episode of another show the day after. It was fine. So hopefully that's not a regular thing with this show. Hopefully we're not fucking cursed. That's that all I'm asking for. We'd have to cancel the show. I just don't show. want to be cursed. Yeah, we'd have to cancel the show, but we're not going to do that. So episode number 171. Jared, let's just get into the weekly dump. Love it. Some news okay? out there. There's some news. There's actually some good news. And I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying good news, but there's news. There's finally news. Joe Mixon and the Bengals come to terms on a contract extension for four years, $48 million. My fantasy it's quarterback right there, baby. Let's go. Running back? Pay the man. Yes, sir. See, look, Joe Mixon was somebody that I did not know if I wanted to draft because he was a disappointment last year. Mm, different team this year, my friend. They have a quarterback. They have their weapons. They're going to be good. Mix them. I have Josh Jacobs and Mixon. Love it. Can't wait. I've got Solid. Josh Jacobs, too. Solid grouping. I picked hey, we can... I was t- a 10th overall in my PPR league. Pick at 10 was Josh Jacobs. Pick at, what, 15, whatever it would have been, was was Joe Mixon. Very happy with it. How many people do you have in your? 12. Oh, you have 12. So, 10, see, 10 in my league's last. So, it's, it's a snake. So, it goes 10-1. So, I got Josh Jacobs at 10, snooped around 15, got Joe Mixon. I want to go over. We can we can talk about our fantasy teams after the weekly dump, because I am gassed up about mine, jacked up. The NFL got another round of tests back, four positive cases, which honestly, for the amount of people in the NFL, that's really good. It's like what four players and six like personnel who don't really talk to the players, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So overall, so far, so good. But my God, travel, am I worried about the season? They I got to travel, dude. Like. I want the NFL to happen, uh huh. but I don't know if they're going to be able to happen. Baseball is the example. Nick, baseball is what we're going off of because they're the ones that are traveling, and look what's happened. So if the if NFL, yeah, great. You only have four cases now. You guys haven't left training camp. You guys haven't left your home facilities. As soon as someone goes right. on the road, you're screwed. Right. And it's, it's up to the players to not be dickheads. Anyone Bruins- that's commissioning my football leagues, I want my money back if the season's over. Just saying. Oh, that's what we agreed on in my league. If the season ends at any point, money back or roll over, roll it over to next year. The Bruins, they lose in double overtime against Tampa Bay in five games on Monday night, potentially signaling the end of an era. The major core, I mean, you look at the core, Krejci, Marshy, Bergey, and Chara. Chara could be gone. It sounded at the end of the game like Pierre McGuire knew something. 
because he would not stop saying, this might be the last time that we see Zidane O'Chara in black and gold. You mean Doc Emmerich? Yeah. Doc, no. yeah, sorry. Yeah, they kept saying, like, will it be? Will it be? And I'm like, did they tell you, like, this it's is going like to be the knew? end? Like, I don't think it is. I think he's back. I think you keep him. Rask comes back, unfortunately. Um, I think they go at it. Krug probably was Krug, but... I don't think Char is gone, but he t- the way he was talking, he kept saying it. Like he kept saying oh, it, and, over and, and the way and they over. just like the memorial. It was like a memorial service to his career, like going to the 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 uh, like the handshake. Oh, like as he does the captains, the Jano Char, Stanley Cup winner in 2011. Will this be the the farewell? Uh, the way it ends, and everyone's like, I hope it's not. I hope this isn't the way he goes out. Well, I'm like, guys, has anyone ever mentioned retirement or heard of a sniff of that until they bring it up now? Like. There, he's just he's, old he's been, shit, so he's been signing, but yeah, but he's been signing one year deals for how long now? <laughs> like he just keeps re-signing because he keeps wanting to play. Like, do I think he's the number one defenseman anymore? No, but like if he, he it would be a shock to me if he retires. Uh, speaking of shocks, the Jags decided to cut running back Leonard Fournette. Let me tell you, if there's a, there hasn't been a clear we're going for the number one pick since Andrew Luck and the Colts. Yep. The Jags are going for Trevor Lawrence. They're just, My they're guy, just, Trevor Lawrence. They're just, they're just tossing, tossing talent out there, letting Gardner Minshew play quarterback. Um, it scares me a little bit because I drafted DJ Chark, so like I'm hoping that they at least get him some touches. He has to. Someone's going to catch the ball this year. Um, they're going for Trevor Lawrence, if anybody is in this league right now. It's crazy. I put a waiver in for Chris Thompson. Uh, per Josina Anderson, the Saints are open to trading star running back Alvin Kamara, and this comes after Kamara has missed multiple practices in a row now while he looks for a new deal. The reports are that the Saints are willing to make him a, tie, a top five running back around $12 million while he wants Christian McCaffrey money closer to $16 million. And then Kamara comes out and says, well, I didn't ask for a trade, and he thought they were progressing towards a solution. So sounds like it was a shock to Kamara, but who knows, might just be a leverage play. Uh, the trade deadline for the MLB was on Monday, the 31st, and the Padres, Jared, I think the Padres are actually like, hey, let's fuck. Yeah, Slam, <laughs> Slam Diego talk. has basically been like, all right, guys, we have like a month left in this weird-ass season. Let's just go all in and get everybody we possibly can. Let Don, Don Arcello keep having some fun in the booth with some good baseball, and let's just go for it. Who gives a crap? And, and it's not like the Dodgers have been playing. I mean, they're playing well, but like San Diego is not a bad team, and you add all these pieces they're getting. It's crazy. Look, if there's any, if there's going to be a weird team that wins the World Series during COVID, it's the Padres. Like, if there's going to be a COVID champion, it's going to be the San Diego Padres. Just because every other regular year, they stink. They're just the bottom of the barrel. But these guys, they look legit. They look legit. And they've been exciting as hell to watch. uh, To watch. And actually, speaking of which, so the, the, the Padres, they grabbed Clevenger. Who was probably come on now and Mitch and Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox, obviously. But Clevenger, I think, is the is the bigger name, clearly, because he was the name being tossed around in a lot of rumors prior to the actual deal. There were the White Sox, uh, I think the Yankees, there were rumors left and right that Clevenger was gonna go here, 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 here. The Padres ended up scooping up, scooping him up, and I mean the Padres are a legit team. They're a legit team that I think I think they're gonna make a legitimate run. I think Clevenger made it more obvious for me than anybody else. Getting Clevenger made it like, okay, we're in. I think they're good enough. Let's do it. And per Dan Patrick, if conference, if 
He said if conference can pass updated safety measures and procedures, Big Ten, the Big Ten is targeting October 10th to start the football season. That was the oh, do you want to add? Dump. Can I add something to the weekly dump? Because this is big what? news that I'm very excited about. Officially, for all you YouTube TV people out there, like myself, NFL Network is supposedly coming finally to YouTube TV, which also includes Red Zone. And I am Dude, jacked YouTube off TV. about it. YouTube TV. They're figuring I it out. I jumped onto YouTube TV because of you. Yeah, it's great. Or and I suggested the, it. The only complaint, the only complaint ever was during football season, like, I don't want to add Red Zone. I can't add Red Zone. They don't have the rights to it. I can't watch NFL Network, which is my favorite pregame. I watch it all morning when I could watch it because they start like 9 a.m. Yeah. Now, I, it sounds like it's going to be ready by the first week of the season. They're going to do NFL Network is going to be part of like their base package, and they're finally going to start doing like add-ons for like a sports package, which would include Red Zone for like ten bucks a month extra, which you can just probably add on and cancel the end of football season. So like, we're getting it. It, it sounds like it's coming, which I'm so excited <laughs> about. Well, effing time. That was the weekly dump, guys. Listen, you know it. We say it every single week. The show, our guys and our girls over at Manscaped, guys. Listen. If you're bored in the house, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, just like every other episode since maybe January, is here to make sure that your balls, your great friends of the show, your balls, your testicles are smooth while you and your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls, thanks to to their lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped is our go-to brand for the -the below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. While you are probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make grooming your balls part of your routine? Guys, it's super easy. I've said it a million times. I know Jared's got a kid. That kid might as well be named Manscaped. Who knows if his wife would have made sweet love to him to make that child if it wasn't for Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes... Kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they also use the best ingredients in their formulations. Guys, come on. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find Manscaped Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Good stuff. You're probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway, or maybe even in the car. I don't know what you do. Might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh, although eggs aren't the greatest smell. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for the Lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months. My friend, host of the Raptors podcast, he does this. Making sure that your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. Guys, for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxers. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Guys, listen up. 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Again, get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code COUCHGUY20. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks to Manscaped. Listen, I already texted the producer, Jack, our friend, the best. And I told him, right now we need a ham horn. And you know why? 
because Monday was also, it wasn't just the trade deadline. It was luxury tax day. And you know what that means for the Red Sox? It reset. The season can end now. It doesn't even matter. The luxury tax is reset. And we're going to talk about this more. We're going to go over the Red Sox trade deadline a little bit. It really wasn't too exciting. I think it says more of who they didn't trade than who they did trade more than anything. But it's luxury. It was luxury tax season. That's what mattered for the Red Sox. That's why they got rid of Mookie. And listen. I know they got Heimblum now running the show, okay? I understand that. But, and I know people, for whatever reason, think that the Red Sox are cheap because they let Mookie Betts go. Can I remind you guys that they also had, might not have been the, the, the smartest contracts, but can I remind you guys that they've won four World Series? Not that I'm, I'm kissing the ass of the Red Sox, by any means, I'm not. They, the ownership pisses me off almost just as much as everybody else, not as much as everybody else. But they've won four, four World Series, and they've also had the top payroll in baseball, if not top three payroll in baseball for the past, like, what, four seasons? They're not cheap. And just because Heimblum's here doesn't mean that they're going to be cheap. I think Heimblum's here now to rebuild the farm system mostly. And I don't think Red Sox ownership is going to let Heimblum run the Red Sox like the Tampa Bay Rays. If anything, I think he's going to have, they're going to have Heimblum run the Red Sox like a juiced, steroided version of the Tampa Bay Rays with money in their pockets. Yeah, I think that's the thing is, like, people forget, like, this guy knows what he's doing. And I, I'm all against, like, he didn't trade J.D. Martinez, kind of weird. Um, maybe they talked to him and he wants to be here long term. I don't know. For some reason, they value Jackie Bradley Jr. still. But I that, can see in the right— That was a wild quote. Yeah, but I can still see, like, in the long term. And, like, who knows? Now Jackie has to decide to come back. But overall, Bloom, I'm still for it. It hasn't done anything yet to, like, piss me off enough to be like, I'm out on him. Like, Mookie Betts had to be traded. He had, Someone had to do it. We've talked about that. It's more the lack of what they did than anything else. Right. So, obviously, they kept the core together. And, and I never believed the John Hay- John Heyman, respected reporter. I get it. But that guy is wrong all the time. And he didn't, he didn't necessarily say that the Red Sox were going to trade Xander Bogarts. He didn't say that at all. But he gave it a 20% chance. And he's the one that fueled it. Like, and when people have brought it up, like, obviously, I got pissed off about it. And, like, I think a lot of people did. But they, they, I think it was Sam Kennedy, right, who said it. Like, we are, we're keeping them. Like, we want them here. Like, it would have to be. And even Vasquez, like, the reports were, like, for the Mets asking price, it had to be super high. Like, these guys are, Heimblum's not going to just deal people off to deal them. But I think when it comes from a guy like Heyman, people are like, oh, what does he know? As much as he's wrong a lot, like, he's still plugged in. And if, if he reports something, you're going to go, oh, crap. Like, that, that that's I think that's what I think if someone no name reported it, even someone locally, it might have just been someone to do it. But like the fact that it was Heyman, I think kind of sparked it more than it probably needed to be. Right, because he's a he's a nationally known reporter. Now, yeah. obviously, they trade away Mitch Moreland, which I, I get it. Like I, lo- I I'm a big Mitch Moreland fan, just like everybody else is. You know, he's a he's a pros pro. He's he's he was huge in the World Series. Love me some Mitchy Moreland. But. We're getting to the point now where he's just not needed on the team. I mean, let's call it for what it is. You've got Bobby Dahlbeck sitting right there waiting to come up into the majors. He's already here. The guy uh, the guy debuted, was it last week or was it Sunday? Sunday. It was a few, it was a few days ago, and in his debut, he hit a home run. The kid's going to be a powerhouse for this team. Wait, didn't and, they call him on the deadline day? Like, wasn't it the same day they traded him all the way? It was the same day they traded Mitch Moreland, but I think Mitch Moreland was a day or two before the deadline. Oh, maybe, it was, maybe it was Sunday then. Yeah, so Bobby Dahlbeck, he debuted with a home run. And 
people also have to know, not a lot of people pay attention to the prospect system, but there's another kid coming up that they have high hopes for. This kid is expected to be a stud for the Red Sox, Tristan Cassius. And he's another first baseman. So if anything, I mean, Tristan Cassius at first base, I don't know what they're going to do. They're log jammed at first base. You got you, you eventually expect Tristan Cassius to be at first base. Maybe you trade Bobby Dalbeck. Maybe you eventually wait for Dalby, Bobby Dalbeck to be the DH if J.D. Martinez leaves. I mean, you do move, you trade Michael Chavis? You move Michael Chavis to second? I mean, trade him. Like You can even trade Michael Chavis. Like, I think Michael Chavis is a better chance of being your second baseman than someone else, but then you also have Jeter Downs in the system who supposedly is going to be the next Downs, guy. Yeah. So, like, I'd, I'd so rather— one and, of those and a Jeter Downs guy— and Jeter Downs has a guy, like a build more like a second base. Like, I could see Chavis being dealt off as hype. And you get something for him, and then you keep Jeter Downs and all that stuff. But You could you could get a good piece for one of those three guys. They're they're yeah. very highly touted prospects. And I think that's important. Now, if you're going to trade Bobby Dahlbeck, I believe he's 25 years old. It probably has to be soon because 25 years old is kind of on the older end for a prospect. Like, this yeah. is the time where you have to get this guy into the majors. Now, Again, I think one of those three guys eventually is going to be traded because I just mentioned that logjam. Dave talks so highly of Tristan Cassius. I do. I cannot did you see, see the. Him getting rid of did you down. see the piss missile he hit in Sim City? Yes. Like off. Of, I think it was off of uh, Weber because yes. he was down there. It was and a missile. Holy, it was like 415 feet into the bleachers. You heard the ding because no one's there, and it was absolutely. I'm like, dude, this guy, and he's look, he's thick. Like I didn't realize yeah. how big he was because I never like watched he's, him play baseball. He's, but, bulk, like, he's bulked he's up since he's thick. Since like the Red Sox have no problem finding hitters for some reason. They can't find pitching. But you look at that kid and I'm like, you do not trade him. You already got rid of Moncada, who we also, when he was coming up, said was thick. And now look what he's doing in Chicago. So that's the guy I do not trade. Like you Min- can trade. Mincata's Mincata's been yoked since he was like eight years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you just dealt him. You just said, Yeah, we want Andrew Benetani instead. So you gotta keep that guy. The way he hit that he decided to pop off the bat, like Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so uh, you're right. I think I think they definitely, and I don't want them to trade Tristan, Tristan Cashes either. I'm excited for that. And you're right, you do have Jeter Downs coming up, who assumably is going to be your next guy at second base. So you're right. Maybe you do trade a guy. Maybe you keep Bobby Dahlbeck as like a backup option for the infield, maybe third base, first base, when you got to give one of those guys off, platoon him there, because he's a third baseman too. Maybe you do that with Michael Chavis. But Michael Chavis is a starter caliber player, so I think you'll get more of a return for him. Uh, eventually, if you do decide to deal for somebody, he'd be a great trade deadline piece in a regular season. Yeah. Now, so they kept the core together. I wouldn't be shocked if Jackie Bradley's back next year on like a, a pretty team friendly deal. I don't know what he's going to get. He'll be back because even even on the market, how much is he really going to get? All he can do is play right. defense. Like right. he'll get it, more somewhere else, I think, because I, I I think he'll get more somewhere else. But Jackie Bradley is defense at this point, and it's just like anyone that sits here and goes, if he leaves, you're all, everyone's going to regret it. And I'm like, I think. I know what his defense is, but he also hits like a hundred every season. So like, I don't care that much. I'm surprised they tra- didn't trade him, but also like, really, what was the market if he's gonna be gone? Like, especially as a free gonna... agent, especially yeah. as like an impending like, free like, agent. Yeah, like you think about it this way, like your typical pending free agent, like lame duck player, whatever the word is for it. I'm I'm blanking here. Um, when you oh rental, like your classic rental isn't Jackie Bradley Jr. No. Like someone's not trading something for Jackie Bradley Jr. to help come win like. Jackie Bradley on a contending team right now, and most of the people that would need him would be like a fourth outfielder who would need to come in to play like the seventh, eighth, ninth in the World Series. Like that's who would trade for him right now. Like you're not renting him for him right now as a contender. You don't. You can just get him in the offseason and put him on your bench. Like that's what he would be if he didn't come back here. 
Right. And, and, and again, like I almost anticipate him coming back, especially with Heim Bloom saying that they want Jackie Bradley to be here for a while. And guys, remember, they really cleared a lot of room with the deal of Mookie Betts and with dumping David Price. Like they have room to play. I wouldn't be shocked if they go over that luxury tax mark next season. And if they go out and they get a starting pitcher like a Trevor Bauer over the offseason, and they pay him decently well. Look, I'm, I'm a fan of Trevor Bauer. He's having an awesome contract year, keyword contract year. He's always been good to maybe above average, but he's never been what he is this year. So be cautious with that. I don't yep. want the Red Sox to just toss all this money at him, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind the Red Sox giving him a halfway decent contract. Yep. Who knows what the bidding war might end up being for a desperate team. But if you put that starting five together with a rehabbed Chris Sale, Trevor Bauer, Erod, Nate Evaldi, and maybe even a cheap another year of Martin Perez, that's a good top five. That's a good yeah. starting five. It's not bad, for, especially compared to what you're dealing with this year. Um, people forget, like, obviously the offense is underperforming, but next year you have a good amount of offense still. If you can just get a decent starting five, you're right back in a playoff contention. The only reason why you suck this year, Nick, is because your pitching's awful and you don't know anyone that's pitching. So like the pitching is the worst I've ever the seen. Pitching's, it's it's awful. They might as well be throwing triple A team out there. So look, like JD Martinez is coming back apparently because they didn't trade him, right? And that one's shocking to me. But like you have now you have JD next year. Devers like I don't think JD's opting out after this year. Like no. I highly doubt it. So I don't think you so have either. JD, JD Devers, Bogarts, probably Ben Attendee. You have these. Uh, you have all these guys still. And you put that halfway decent rotation in with it, that makes you a playoff team pretty much guaranteed. Because this year, I kind of thought they'd be a playoff team and their pitching was awful when we knew that. So I think next year, even just adding a couple pitchers like that, Martin Perez is a fine starter at four or five. Especially five. Right now, he's race. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, right. And especially at a number five spot. I mean, that's that's a team that's right back, right back in playoff contention. I mean, we're going to see what they look like next year at this point, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a done season, but just looking around, I mean, Verdugo should give you guys a lot of hope. Verdugo has been friggin' awesome. Just like he, just like I anticipated him to be, cause he was a good player in LA when he was there. All right. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Guys, my bookie. We got to get into our friends at my bookie. If you guys listened to the show last year, my bookie was one of our sponsors and we love my bookie and they're back with us this year for the football season. Guys, winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means surviving super contests and squares survivor, not surviving at my bookie winning season means hitting all of your parlays props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals rejoice it's time to celebrate the nfl season invest in your institution use promo code couch c-o-u-c-h and double your first deposit new players get up to one thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet from live betting the championship features every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie it's simple make your picks win big collect your cash use promo code couch c-o-u-c-h and double your first deposit. It's that easy. Again, promo code COUCH, C-O-U-C-H. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right. Let's get into the Bruins quick. Honestly, I don't even know if there's too much to say about the Bruins. I think COVID. COVID screwed huh? them. COVID, COVID screwed them. Yep. them. 
I mean, obviously, if you were watching the Bruins in the bubble, you were a fan of the Bruins prior. Like, we, so we all remember, this team was a wagon. Oh, they couldn't lose at the end of the season. Like, there was, like, a couple games left, and everyone's like, oh, who's going to touch this team? Like, they were phenomenal. And everyone's like, oh, Tampa's better. It's like, no, they really weren't. Like, if they played they like they were easy before, walk to the, to the championship, it felt like. A very, yeah, no. I, like, I thought they were going to be able to slide through the postseason yeah. in, into the championship. If, if, honestly, if COVID didn't happen, they were back to the cup and we would figure it out from there. Like, that was my mindset. You couldn't convince me otherwise because they literally, Pasternak couldn't miss the net. And that whole top line was just on fire. Like, that, that's kind of what our, all of our mindsets were. It's like, oh, they bet, we all thought they were better than they were last year and they went to the cup. So now, that's now, where we now, were. So he, and here's the thing. No matter how much that everybody wants to give Tuka Rask shit, I understand what he did. I understand he upset a lot of people when he left. But the reality is you need the guy. And there's a lot of questions about whether or not, I mean, is, is he going to be back? Is he going to be back at all next season? There's people questioning that. Is he going to retire? If they have to start, there's there's speculation that they could start the year in the bubble. And Tuca left the bubble. So now the question is, if they start the year in the bubble, is he going to play in the bubble? You need Tuca Rask. Because we saw what Halak is. Halak is a great 1B. A great 1B. But he's not a 1A, especially in the postseason. Yeah, but isn't a great great 1B Halak better than an unfocused Tuca? Like, Almost. if Tuka comes to the bubble they, and is the same mental state that he was, I would have rather Halak than what I saw from Tuka in the bubble. It's all about Tuka's Halak mental state. was phenomenal state. last night. Are you kidding me? Did you watch Halak awesome play last, last night? night? Yeah, he was awesome last Halak's night. Halak's not the reason why you lost the series. I'm sorry. Anyone that's saying that is just wrong. Halak isn't. Halak isn't. But I don't think that you're going to go to the championship with Halak as your main 1A goalie. Now, and I say that because, okay, let's say they win last night, right? Halak's 35 years old. Halak is old in, in regards to the NFL. Halak, if they had to play again, I, the guy might have been toast. Yeah, we I think the big the problem was yeah, out there the, again. The, the big problem is like game six and seven would have been back to back. Like they were scheduled as back to backs. So he might have fallen off even if they got to a game seven. It would have been miserable and you wouldn't have won. Look, Tampa, look, Tampa in the bubble was the better team by far. They shouldn't have won the way they played. But you also have to think about it. People are like, oh, they got smoked. Two games went to overtime. And Bruins could have easily won both those games. So they really weren't that far off. I don't know how they did the, it the last one. Yeah, they I don't know how they did it. They, were like, they almost like doubled the shots. Yeah. I was looking at the shots in double overtime as it's like, it's like they leave it on the screen. And I'm like, how is this game not over? It was like, like I don't understand. Shots for the Bruins. Yeah, it was, it was insane. They put everything they possibly could on net. It just didn't work. It's fine. Season's over. Go Celtics. Go back. Honestly, like, thank God we've got the Celtics because if we did who, not have the Celtics, look like like they're one of the best teams in the bubble right now. Like yes, they are hands they down. They swapped. They, they legit just flop. Like Celtics can't be touched. The, they, people watching the Raptors. Are we are we pushing the Celtics? Can I go? Are we uh, done with the Bruins. I want to talk about Char for a quick second because we talked about Char for a half second at the top. Do you think Char? Do you think a? Do you think the championship window closed? And b? Do you think Char is done? Window's not closed because I think. I think you could win a championship without Chara the way he is now. Um, and you saw, and you saw Krejci, like this could almost like a, crying on the podium. Like, Oh, is this the end? You think about the core group. It kind of hit me at the end of that game. We only have a couple years left. So like them saying that meaning like, okay, they're all want to come back. I don't think you get grouped back anyway, if you keep Rask, but I don't think Char is done, but the Bruins, if they bring him back have to please, I beg you play him on the third defensive pairing 
Like, he cannot play with McAvoy all the time. He cannot be up there. I know McAvoy's been your ice time leader, but, like, Chara cannot be relied on as heavily as he had been, and you saw it. And, like, someone made a point, I forget where it was, but, like, if the way the way it worked out when they got shut down and where the season, the bubble started, it's almost like this was next season for Chara. And you just saw the age catch up to him of, like, what it would have been like in training camp at the beginning of the 2021 season. You're not going to get much better from Chara if you start a few months in another bubble. Even without a bubble, this is what you're going to get, I think, moving forward. I'm all for keeping him, but he cannot be a first-pairing defenseman. Right, and my my biggest concern is with losing, because Chara was, has been a top defenseman. He's been your top-line defenseman. Yep. Who could you hypothetically move up? Krug? Krug's gone, most likely. Krug's hitting the free agent market. Yeah, you're going to have probably Grizzlick um, or Carlo play with McAvoy. You're going to have to add somebody. It, it's just, it's a mess. They're in a cap situation. Um, again, not a big hockey guy. You know that we're both not, but um, I, you can't keep Krug. There's no way. No, I don't, I don't think if, if they swing, cause Krug wants to stay, if they swing and if they're able to take, to keep Krug, I think that's a totally different, that's a game changer there. Yeah. hundred percent. So you brought up the Celtics. Let's get into those boys. And then yeah. we'll wrap the Celtics. We just talked yeah. about the Bruins being a wagon. The Celtics took the Raptors in game one, and I, I feel comfortable talking about this right now. Who knows what game two is going to look like? But as they play right now, the Cel- yeah, the Celtics looked like a wagon in game one. Again, who knows what they're going to look like in game two? But they said Gordon Hayward who? Yep. They stepped on the Raptors. Well, and we've seen this trend, right? When Gordon Hayward leaves, injury, whatever, they look good. Like, we've seen this trend. People have talked about trading Gordon Hayward. I still think they need him to win a title. But, Nick, the one thing that gets me, the whole first game of that the series, they have a, the broadcasters, everyone, well, they typically have a first game blip in the playoffs. Or the, the Raptors just missing shots. Like, they're trying to make excuses for them. Did we not watch the game that was in the bubble very recently against that same Raptors team and we how we bloom out the doors then, too? Like, same team, very recent, not a playoff series, just another game. And we also blew the doors off them then. Like, this matchup, I've been saying this, is a very good matchup for the Celtics because they play small. And the Raptors aren't that big because they cannot afford to play Ibaka and Gasol at the same time because the Celtics are so small, they'll just torch them. Like, they're too, like the Celtics' strength right now is the fact that they don't have a big, like, a Joel Embiid, stuff like that. And one thing that I think is also helping them, too, is, and I don't want to bring them up, the name that shall not be said, but Kyrie Irving. I think not having Kyrie Irving is massive for this team right now because well, they have Brown took a jump because he's not here. Right. Like that's just and it. They replaced yeah. him with a guy like Kemba Walker who can put up points. Kemba Walker is an all-star in this league, but he's also selfless. He doesn't need to take the shots like Kyrie does. Kyrie, the most infuriating thing last year was Kyrie would force himself to the net every single play Maybe he'd make it. Maybe he'd make a miraculous shot like he does. Or maybe he'd get stuffed. Kemba, on the other hand, Kemba will pass out to Jason Tatum. Kemba will pass out to Jalen Brown. Kemba will pass out to Marcus Smart, who's a three-point specialist at this point, baby. We've only seen Kemba take over when he had to. Like, we haven't really... How long this season have we gone since we used the word cardiac Kemba? I've only used it recently. Like, when Hayward went down and he started to have to play. And now you're watching it, and Kemba looks like the best player on the floor. Because he has to be. and But he's been willing since day one to let Brown and Tatum do their thing. Give the ball to Gordon Hayward. Give the ball to 
Marky Smart. And now, on top of that, Tice had one of the better games. And then you look at Robert Williams, who the bubble's been like his best friend. Out of nowhere, in the break, he just increased his success and skill. And now all of a sudden, he's having impact. Robert Williams looked phenomenal in game one. And he was a huge reason why they won that game. Um, and just because of the athleticism and the, just the windmill donkey through, like, he just did everything. And that's a guy that not a lot of people nationally are talking about. Um, I'm hoping he plays a little bit more tonight, too, and just has that same impact because I think he's a big piece to play behind Tice when Cantor can't keep up with the Raptors. This bench that everybody was talking kind of down on prior, like, as the bubble opened up. I mean, it's still not bench, great. It's not great, but it's definitely played above their expectation, which I think is absolutely massive for what this team's been able to do. And I think another thing that has been incredibly important for this team's success, and it's going to be as they continue through the playoffs, is, okay, Brad Stevens has hammered into this team's head that fundamental defense is critical. This team yep. looks like a classic CYO team out there right now. Hands up. They are, they are so fundamentally sound, it's insane. It looks like a great college team. It, just it looks like fun. a great college basketball team. Yeah. And that's what that's why they're coaching them, and they just give up an easy layup. But like the way they're playing defense, <laughs> as we talk about, this, don't talk about that now. Um, it's a it's a solid hands up. They're teaching the, the rookies are figuring it out. Like they're just getting taught the right way. Um, on cue, by the way, your guy just the three point specialist just hit another one. Because dude, he's elite. He's elite. He's Get elite. him in the three point contest next year. He'd win. Yeah. 100%. If if Marcus Smart isn't in the three point contest next season, we are missing out big time. Big time. But hey, I mean, honestly, by the time this show happens next week, we might have more information on the Celtics Raptors series. Who knows? Maybe everything we just said could go out the window, or maybe they just have a phenomenal first four games. But we'll see. Jared Scally, Nick Qualia, semi quick show this week for, for things that are out of our hands. I'm a dad. Put it that way. Jared's a father. Well, I guess technically it's in his hands. But Jared's That's a, a manscape. father. Yeah, yeah, thanks to Manscaped. Jared's got to do what he's got to do. No big deal. We we got everything that we needed to in the show this week. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. Guys, thank you to our sponsors. Remember, Manscaped, promo code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com to get 20% off in free shipping. I know a bunch of people who have used the code, and they love the products. And also, also, new sponsor, MyBookie, promo code COUCH. Guys, double that old sponsor. New yeah, old sponsor, old friends coming back for more. My bookie, guys, it's that easy. You love gambling like I do. Go do it. It is that simple. Check out everything on the YouTube page. We've got our new fantasy show, Your Fantasy, Two Dudes, Fake Balls, Fantasy Sports Show. Right now, obviously, very fantasy called football the, they called the Leonard. They called the Leonard Fournette thing. Yep, they called him a sucker. Look what happened. He's gone now. All of a sudden, that's the, the magic of the Your Fantasy. The Your Fantasy universe, that's the magic right there. They called him a sucker. Now he's off the team. And also, BSP's Blocked us. We'll be back this week after taking a break last week with all these stuff happening in the world. And I guess all the other podcasts on the network, I would name them all, but there's so many at this point. We got the Chasers. We got Legends Lingo. We got Jared and Alan into the triangle. Humble brag. Just we have a list of podcasts. It's fine. We got a list. We've got the Garden Gals with Jess and Jess, our Bruins show. They're probably going to be very upset this week, but hey, whatever. And we've got a new Patriots show to Fire the Muskets. No, no longer Fire the Muskets. Did I get that right? Or did they change it? They changed. They had to change it. Some Fine. issue on Twitter. Some Twitter beef with another podcast you that might have a similar name. So what is it now? Um, I believe it's third and long. 
Third and long. Okay. Forget fire the musket. I could, I could be completely wrong, but I think that's what it is. How did how did how did nobody tell me that? Uh, you should have known. You're in charge of the website. Nobody told me. Oh, what dude, dude? What the what the fuck ever? We got a bunch of podcasts. Apparently, I don't know the name of half of them because we're just changing the names now. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. We're gonna be back next week, guys. Follow us on Twitter. Everything on Twitter at Couch Guy Sports at Couch Guy Podcast on Twitter as well, and that also goes for Instagram and Facebook for the main Couch Guy Sports account. Again, Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. We'll be back next week for episode 172. Hopefully, this show actually makes it up this week. We'll talk to you then, guys. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. Oh wait, shit.